When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Hello there and thanks for joining us for this week's Tripe Supper. I'm Dom Shaw, joined by Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Vickers, looking back on, on Steve Gibson's interview with BBC Tees after the Southampton defeat on Saturday and looking ahead to what is bound to be an eventful summer. Vic, we'll start with yourself. Um, as we've discussed since, there's plenty of reading between the lines required, but obviously what's much discussed is the managerial situation, who's going to come in, uh, when that appointment might be. We'll start with by just saying, what, what, what is it that Steve Gibson's going to be looking for as, as he looks for a manager in the summer? Uh, I think there's two things. One is they want someone that is competent and uh, I think experienced in this division. We've had experiments with uh, rookie managers before and to be honest, we have a pretty high success rate with with rookie managers. Uh, Jack Charlton, Bruce Rioch, Brian Robson, Aitor Karanka have all paid dividends. Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren, yeah, exactly. So it's it's not something you necessarily be adverse to. Uh, but I do think we're in a very, very tough division. Uh, the Championship is an absolute nightmare to get out of. We know that. It's unrelenting. Uh, it's probably probably one of the most competitive divisions in the whole of Europe in terms of the, the number of clubs in there with fairly equal resources. And, and uh, I think that makes it very hard for a rookie to come in and get promoted first time. And I think that's what you need. The... It's a very small window of, of opportunity where Borough will have the advantage of the, of the massive parachute payments. And it's probably a weaker division this year than, than last year because you don't have Newcastle and Brighton who are also very strong. Plus the likes of Villa and Norwich have, have failed to cash in their big, big first year of parachute payments. I think you need an experienced boss to wield all that together and make sure that, that Borough make this small opportunity count we might only get one shot at this after that the money goes down drastically and you don't know what the makeup of next year's league is going to be so I think you want someone who knows the division inside out knows the kind of players that you need and I would be very reluctant to take a risk on someone that was untried I also think Borough needs something to give a spark to the fans it's been quite a quite a heavy going over the last year. Uh, I mean, I, I talk Karanka brought a lot of success to the club. His win ratio was incredible. You know, we went through two seasons where they only lost five games at home, and everyone got used to winning. Uh, but the football was quite hard work at times. And when Boroughs stopped winning every other game, uh, that kind of football became a bit of a grind, a bit of a chore. And I think by the end of this season, everyone's flat worn out and our emotional batteries are pretty much drained so I think someone the manager that comes in has to be someone that offers hope optimism and a bit of a spark 
because we need to be well equipped right from the beginning next time. Gerald, we'll, we'll talk names and throw names in, in the ring in a bit. Just touching there on what Vic was talking about, uh, experience in a rookie. It's, it's, I'm going to do a bit on this later this week. It's, it's quite difficult for, for Steve Gibson because if he looks at the top of the championship now, you've got real extremities, haven't you? You've got experience and know-how in Chris Hewitt and Rafa Benitez who ultimately won, won uh, automatic promotion, although they've, they're both at different ends of the scale, at, at their yeah. end of the scale, if you, if you get me. Um, but then beneath them, You've got rookies in Yapstam, David Wagner, Slavisa Jakanovic, not so much, but, he, but he's, hardly, you know, he's hardly been around the block. Um, Gary Monk, young manager who's done well at Leeds. He, he, you know, th- th- those three, though, they're the three, aren't they? Jakanovic, um, Wagner and Stam, who've been talked about repeatedly, that show that you can be inexperienced and still be a success in the Championship. So it's mm. that balancing act, isn't it? And that, will, that be, will that be going through Steve Gibson's Yeah, part? of course it will. I think when, whenever you make a managerial decision, you're, you're rolling the dice, aren't you? And especially if you're, you know, if, if you're going for an inexperienced manager, you really don't know how it will pan out. Um, I think, I mean, look, even if you're employing the, you know, the world's most experienced manager, you're still kind of stepping into the unknown a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, Steve Gibson has got a big decision, and, and look, whichever way he goes with it, there will be, you know, for the good or for for bad, it will, it will leave an imprint on Middlesbrough's history, won't it? Really, um, Vic's absolutely right in the last bit, I think, which actually I think is the 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 bit that will be at the front of Steve Gibson's mind is that spark because Teesside. <clears throat> when, t- when, when the football club is doing well as it was, you know, for a long time under I talk around, you know, certainly the first two and a half years. There was a vibrancy around Teesside. You could walk down the street and you could tell that that everyone was happy. The football club were doing. Yes, it wasn't the world's most brilliantly entertaining football, but there was a pride there and there was there was there was a buzz. And that in the Premier League has has been non-existent really ever since August. And that's been the worrying thing. That all taps into the kind of the the consciousness that Borough haven't had a go. That it's been hard work and and it has been it's been draining. Like it's been mentally and physically draining for everyone at the club. I'm sure it has been for Steve Gibson, it has been for the players, the fans. You saw it on the pitch against Southampton as well, didn't you? So I think it's just that belief and that it's someone, it's inspiration that they need. They need someone to come in and say, look, pick everyone up again and and, and set out their their blueprint, their philosophy, and get everyone buying into it. It's easier said than done, but I think I think it's actually in many ways a reasonably easy job for someone to have because this is a football club that doesn't need major overhaul you know it's a much easier job than a Sunderland is it just needs someone who has a vindication in what they're about and what they want to do and a a vision of where they want Middlesbrough to go and I think everyone will jump on board and go with it. Can Steve Agnew not do that then because because Agnew you know when when he got the job made it clear that he wants to become a manager he sees himself as a manager and, and he'll feel like any manager that you know, judging after a transfer window, judging with his players when when he gets a chance to really put his print on the team, has has that ship sailed now, or, or will well, I mean, still I think he could do half. I think he could do half of the job in that he could be, you know, tick all the boxes in terms of coaching and organising the team, and possibly if he gets his own players in. But can he do the other half, which is to provide a spark? Because so many people have already decided. And what you have is the problem of continuity with the old regime. Uh, had he come in? and drastically changed the way they played and got results uh, and got, got people bubbling again, then you're, then you're in a different situation. But to go down fairly limply, uh, that compromises his position in terms of how is he, how is he going to excite the fans. 
because if he was announced tomorrow, there would be a backlash. We talked about it in the video we did yesterday and in various bits since. Um, you touched it there, John, about the interest in, in, in managers coming in. There'd be a massive interest, you'd think, not only from, from managers who are out of work, but those in a job as well, because it's a club that they'll see and think, well, we can take them forwards, we can get them promoted, keep them in the Premier League. There's the, there's the backing of the chairman, um, you know, both in terms of patience and financial support. Yeah. The, the list as long as our arm, isn't it, as, as to why a manager would see this There's, there's not often a, a job like this comes up where you've got a team that have a Premier League infrastructure and are financially healthy with, with a vacancy. Mm-hmm. Usually the vacancy comes up because uh, a club is in a mess, uh, you're, you're halfway through a season and you're, you know, it's already a busted flush. Whoever comes into this has a budget to play with, a clean slate and a club that's geared up for success. I think that whoever comes in though, they, they don't have much time. That's, the, that's the, the main constraint that we'll walk into is that I think we're a need to employ someone who is, is sure of themselves, who know I know how how I want a play. I know how I want the, the club to set up. I know how I'm going to get promotion. They can't. But you know, as soon as the final whistle goes at Anfield on Sunday, they're going to have six weeks until pre-season starts, which is no time at all. Especially bearing in mind those managers you mentioned that are involved in the playoffs. Should it be one of them, you know, the playoff final is May the 29th. So you, you, that, that's now down to four weeks if it is indeed one of them. Um, so someone needs to come in and, and be very quickly and they need to kind of order stuff around and say right this needs, this needs to go here this needs to go here this is what I'm doing everyone on board right let's go can't have someone fumbling around and that I suppose comes down to the experience part as well where they can't kind of fumble around and think okay so this is where I am right okay because the season will have started by the time that they've got the feet into the table it needs quick decisiveness from someone to come in the playing staff look there's a spine of a team there we've all said it but there will be probably you're looking at 10 or 12 changes both ins and outs you'd say so there is a lot to do in a short space of time and I think that only a certain kind of manager will be up for that challenge uh, Ryan Giggs, firm favourite now, I think he's 5-6, to six, or he was when we recorded this. Nigel Pearson came in after he, uh, he pimped himself out on goals on Sunday for the job. They're, they're two candidates according to the bookies. Are they genuine candidates, Nick? I don't take a lot of notice of the, the bookies <coughs> on managerial markets because they, they're so subject to a rumour on Twitter and someone putting a, a relatively small amount of money on. Uh, last there was, time there was three, there was a handful, sorry, of three figure bets apparently on, on, on Giggs. Well, even so, if people think they've got information, in it. I mean, last time there was a vacancy, uh, the uh, the strong favourites were Ravenelli and Mike Phelan. Mike Phelan, yeah. And you know they they never figured in the reckoning at all. Uh, but then uh, two Giggs and Pearson, do you think they could be genuine candidates? Not for me, because obviously I I think we want an experienced manager, so that rules out Ryan Giggs. And I think uh, yeah. Nigel Pearson's he's got a good CV. We've talked about this. He's been promoted before. Uh, I think he's a, an abrasive character and not necessarily the right fit into a changing room that, that's just trying to pull itself back together. So not not for me. But I mean, you know, if someone's put a three-figure bet on it, hmm. yeah. well, we may be wrong, but I think I think Borough's dressing room will still be sore. Really, obviously the season not finished, but going into the summer as well, I think I think that Borough's players mentally certainly will be very fragile, and I think it will be a, it would be a gamble for Steve Gibson to put in a character like Pearson into a dressing room of, of players that are already kind of feeling a little bit sorry for themselves. Gigs, I understand. Very, very subtly put. Yes, I, I think, <laughs> diplomatic. I think possibly Pearson would have some traction with Borough fans because he has been here, and when he was here, he was he was 
pretty much seen as a really strong leader and he was you know a fan's favourite. So he does have that in terms of creating some sort of traction in that. So I mean there is that element. But I, Giggs, I mean, we spoke about it in the office. I, I understand why Ryan Giggs is the, the favourite with the bookies. Um, I understand why he would be interested in the job. I mean, that's, that's the noises coming out of, I think it was Rennie Moonstein that said that, wasn't it? I mean, Giggs obviously went for the Swansea job, didn't he? He was desperate to get into it, but he, he claimed that there was two reasons why he wasn't interested in Swansea or didn't go for that, and that was the uncertainty of the ownership. Well... A, that's not a problem with Middlesbrough because obviously Steve Gibson is the man and B was kind of the direction of the club he was getting confused messages of, of where Swansea wanted to go and, and you think that that wouldn't be confusing at Borough because it's fairly obvious Steve Gibson laid out on the radio didn't he last at the weekend, he wants pace and flair in a team that goes up and, and kind of wins the championship and takes a bunch of so you understand why Giggs is interested but at the minute it is just names isn't it and I think Steve Gibson I have a feeling he, he'll know exactly who he wants by now, it's just how quickly can we get him over the line? That's going to be the really difficult bit for us all to kind of sit on our hands over the next few weeks. So, so who? And I, and I realise this is pure speculation <coughs> at this point. Who could that be? You say it's all just names, and, and, and you know you can't read too much into the bookies list at the minute. But who do you think Steve Gibson could look at, whether they're in a job or not in a job, and think, yeah, he's the man for me? Well, well for me, I mean, I know he is in a job. I'm, I'd be very tempted to try and get Steve Bruce. Uh, who knows this division? Who's been promoted with with Birmingham? Uh, he's been promoted twice, hasn't he? Been with Hull as well. He could. Would there be no problem in terms of slotting in alongside uh, Steve Agnew, so you keep some of the continuity there? And he would know exactly what sort of players he needs to make the team tick in this division. Lee Catamore. Someone like that, you know. Well, I think some, someone like Steve Bruce for me is what we need right now. I don't, I don't think we should go for a maverick and, and hope. Uh, I mean, there's, there's dozens of names floating around, but if you've asked me for one, I've given you one. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, uh, David Wagner's obviously... We, we've done a kind of a, a manager poll, really, on the website, haven't we? And, and Wagner's one that keeps popping up, which I understand. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced he'd be the right fit for Borough just in the way that he his sides play the game and, and they have shipped a lot of goals this season I know it's a limited side but Borough are kind of the opposite really they're defensively strong but the need flair you know, I don't know if it quite works um, I think Gary Monk would be a great appointment I think that he is kind of uh, his ethos is he's a man of integrity and I think that that would you know, really appeal to Steve Gibbs and I can see that happening um, but me and Dom have both we've both got a, a guilty pleasure which we've talked about in the office at length and that is Gary Neville yeah I mean Gary Neville obviously said after the Valencia job didn't he that, that, he, that management isn't for him and I think he's got his businesses he's got his, his punditry obviously he's got, he's got Salford but like we were saying earlier Vic and, and this, doesn't, this isn't just Neville this is anyone whether you're going to someone who's, who's in a job currently or, or you know, what, whatever do, doing whatever Neville's doing, um, it's a head-turner, Borough, isn't it, because of everything we've spoken of previously? Yeah, I mean, I, I think anyone that, that seriously has ambitions to get into the game would love to be at Borough because of, because of all the elements we've said. Gary Neville's an interesting one because I, I think he's quite clearly a, th- a thinker and a communicator. Uh, I'm not sure whether he really wants to get into management because you know if he if he keeps his nose clean he's got a job for life there and he is he is probably the best pundit on television at the minute uh, if I was him I wouldn't jeopardise that with something that was potentially a short term thing that could go horribly wrong 
we, we've heard a lot about the core of the squad and, and how Borough have got the, the, the core that, that uh, led to promotion two years ago. We know that. There's the experience there and the quality. Um, Steve Gibson spoke about adding flair and pace. Whoever it is who takes charge, what, what will they identify as the key targets in the, in the, in the summer transfer window? Um, well, I mean, it doesn't. I think anyone looking at the squad can see that they're, they're desperately short, certainly on the flanks. I mean, there's still the argument that Albert Atoma was not replaced, and, and that's been the. You know, Ito Karanka repeated it, didn't he, in January, that we need a winger, we need a winger. The winger didn't arrive, so you, you at least a couple of those, bearing in mind that you presume that you know, the likes of Gaston Ramirez will leave, you probably, you know, a potential that Adama Traore leaves. So that's a, that's a definite. I think in the, up front, we're. The saw signs enough signs on, on Saturday that Patrick Bamford is going to be a massive player next year. So they've got potentially the hardest bit of that jigsaw now in potentially a 20 goal a season striker. They've got that. They've got Rudy Gishedu, you'd imagine, would stay. So it's just that little bit of creativity behind, and that is, you know, that is a hard thing to, to get, especially in a division like the Championship. Everyone's looking for a creative player. That's the main thing because Borough's defence doesn't need major surgery, does it? I mean, you're looking at you know, potentially. I mean, there's, Potentially Ben Gibson might go, he might stay, we don't know. But they're still pretty well stocked at the back there, aren't they? You're not going to be too many departures there. You've got leaders in there like George Friend, who you imagine will, will still be around. Central midfield, pretty well stocked. You'd, you'd imagine the likes of Clayton, Forshaw would certainly stick around. Um, so it's just that little bit of creativity, which, which is the thing that separates finishing eighth and finishing fourth. Rick? Yeah, we know we know what the team needs, and everyone knows what the team needs. Uh, pace, 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 pace. That's what we were lacking last year. Uh, I think you you don't need so much finesse and quality and guile in the championship that, that we were exposed in the Premier League because we didn't have. But you certainly need athleticism and pace, and you need you need an identity. You need a team playing in a way that everyone understands. And we had that under Aitor Karanka those first couple of years. Everyone knew what their role was. Everyone knew what the shape was. It was drilled into them. And that, that is the route to success in, in, in football. So really, it depends on what manager comes in and what shape he wants to play. Because, you know, we, we can, we're all speculating on particular types of players based on what's missing from this squad, uh, given the style that we've been playing. But a manager could come in with completely different ideas. But as long as he knows which players are going to make it work and gets the rest of the team ticking properly and so that everyone knows what the identity and the style and you know our methodology is then then I'll, I'll be happy i think it's going to be harder harder than we think though for for borough to open up and become this fantastic free flowing football team because a lot of those players who were in part of the championship squad that got promoted who played a certain way and got success because of it their natural instinct, people like George Friend, like Adam Clayton, who were there, you know, their their natural instinct when they're up against it in the championship will will probably be to revert to type, and it'll take a very strong manager to drill that in. Look at Pep Guardiola this year; it's taken a long time for him to say no. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do this. I want you to do this. And yes, you might make a mistake, but I still want you to have the the kind of the, the, the bottle to have the ball at your feet so I don't think changing the blueprint of a team is an easy thing especially with the same group of players which you'd expect largely the spine of Borough will remain the same To finish where we started Vic the managerial situation when would you expect clarity on that? Uh, as soon as is reasonably possible if it is someone in the playoffs then obviously that pushes the time scale back but I would imagine that Steve Gibson would be anxious to get it done as soon as possible to remove the uncertainty and to crack on with what is a major rebuilding job. 
Excellent. Thank you, fellas.